Hey guys, you found the bonus episodes of the Shape Your Family podcast. Thanks for being true fans. These episodes were originally Facebook Live videos. So with that said, let's get started. Welcome to the Shape Your Family podcast. I'm Skip. And I'm Beth. We believe that you can live an amazing family life by intentionally developing love and connection in your home. We're a real family. And after four kids and over 20 years of marriage, we've learned some real solutions. We'd love to share with you everything we've cultivated along the way. We're glad you've joined us today. Welcome Welcome to to the the family. family. Hi. Shopping maniac these days. Beth Hart's books. That's yeah. if I died today, I'd probably say that on my tombstone. <laughs> Beth Hart's books. Oh yeah, and skipping the kids. Yeah. Well, and Jesus. And Jesus. <laughs> Sweet. How you guys doing? Hi everyone. We're here on a Wednesday, and uh, we are doing Marriage Month for the first week. Welcome to Marriage Month. Welcome to Marriage Month. Yay. We made it. To marriage month. You made it to marriage month. <laughs> Our marriage made it to marriage month. No, it's been a good week for us, for sure. And all of April, we're planning to do this um, topic of marriage. And so it can be for any relationship. It's just going to be uh, stories based around a marriage more so than just regular life or kids and families, whatever. But um, it's all going to be communication, relationship. All the kind of stuff that we love to talk about in general, but focus on marriage. Yeah. Sound good? Sounds real good. Sounds good. Well, speaking of a wonderful marriage and husband, my man made dinner tonight. What? You know he did. My specialty. He made his world famous... Scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. It's the only thing I know how to cook. But my man made dinner tonight, and that was my awesome. Man. My man. Ugh. My man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of marriage month, get your hands out of here. <laughs> get your little cat claw out of here. Um, so I was busy. I was doing some other stuff, and I asked Skip to make dinner, and Skip did it cheerfully. And he had Jonah and Daisy when, help him, and when, it was delicious. When we lived in Costa Rica, it's where I became world famous for my scrambled eggs because she was pregnant with Daisy while we were there. And yep, if you weren't proficient in cooking something, she was crazy we were going morning to die. sick. So. Yeah. I, I learned how to cook scrambled eggs, slice mango, and make fresh squeezed lime, limeade for Yeah, me. the limeade, the sour stuff helps with the nausea and stuff. So, so I made anyway, l- fresh lots of fresh limeade. squeezed limeade. That was delicious. I cut lots of mangoes, and mm-hmm. the neighbors brought up food a few times for us because they knew how sick Beth was. <laughs> like, boy, you look really sick. Here's some soup. Please eat this. And your family looks really hungry. <laughs> Here's some bone broth. Please nourish. So, the baby needs it. Anyway, it was good times. It was. And so while we were at dinner tonight. Speaking of dinner. <laughs> see, here's the thing. Skip is positive that Jude has a hearing problem because. He is so loud. Just like him. Just like him. So like it turns out mother. that his daddy is loud. And, and his so grandmother and his great grandmother. So my son is Puerto Rican. It's like Screamy McScreamerson. Oh you know, gosh, he's not he's like uh, being bad. He's just talking loudly. So he talks very sweetly. He's saying like stories or being funny or whatever, but just Full of really, stories, by the way. really, really loudly. 
And so here's what happened at dinner. Well, right before dinner, we're just sitting there about to get started. And Skip looks over at Jude and he goes, Jude, can you hear me? And Jude goes, <laughs> and so Skip whispers quiet, more quietly. Yeah. Like almost just mouthing the words. And Jude like pretends to mouth words back to him. So I start cracking up laughing because I know what Skip is doing. Skip's giving Jude Nobody a hearing test I, I at the test. dinner table so because he, he thinks that our son <laughs> has a hearing loss, which... I've assured Skip multiple times that he does not. He's just loud like so, you are. Uh, you're and, the loud one in this family. So then here's what happens. Like, Skip is turned toward you, want to tell it? Yeah, so I wait like <laughs> 60 seconds or so, and I thought maybe Jude was reading my lips, you know, because I understand deaf people are pretty good at reading lips. Oh, my god. So Jude is sitting over here, and Beth is sitting over here, and I kind of tore, torn towards Beth, and I go, Jude, can you hear me now? And I hear <laughs> Skip thought if Jude couldn't read his lips that maybe he was going to catch him. Anyway. He can hear just I thought fine. maybe there was an excuse, but there's not. He's just Puerto Rican. So then... He's not deaf. He's Puerto Rican. Yeah. No. You. Irish. He's Irish. Yeah. Irish man. And so uh, a few minutes ago, we were going to get ready. We, we wanted to tell the story because it was so funny to us at the dinner table that this happened. and But we couldn't remember. We just remembered that Jude did something funny. And then um, I said, okay, well, Sophia will remember. Go over and ask Sophia. So he goes over to Sophia's room. He goes, do you remember what happened at dinner that was funny? We were trying to remember. Making mommy laugh. And Sophia goes, what did she tell you? She, she goes, you were something about reading lips. You whispered to Jude, and then mommy cracked up laughing. <laughs> yeah, and then you were reading lips. Or and thought, then Skip comes in and yeah. he goes, oh, it's when I gave Jude a hearing test at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that makes me laugh, all right. Oh, my goodness. Hilarious. 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 Well, anyway. I'm glad that you guys have joined us because it is time to play the... Going straight into it, huh? The newlywed game. You want to wait a few minutes? No, no, we can play it. I'm ready. The newlywed game. The not Or so the oldywed game. The oldywed <laughs> game. We have been married coming up on 19 years. Oh my goodness. Well, I haven't 19th, really said it like that before. Coming up on our 19th wedding anniversary Hit at the end of this year. Yeah, we are, we're legal adults Legally in the marriage. Legally adult we're, marriage. We're, yeah, we're, just in, in October we had our 18th. Yeah, happy, happy, and happy. And was it 2021 years together or something like that? Yep, we've been together 21 years, wow. known each other for 22. Or 22 years? No, we've known, known each, each other, other for 22. 22. We've been together for 21. 22 years. So way more than half 20, my life. Way, way, 21, way 21 more. years together, 18, so 18 and 18, 36. So you, way so, more. I've been married, well, I don't know, way more than I'm half my life. No, not yet. You, right. just, you just lost the first newlywed question. <laughs> I can't even remember how What is it? The, the math. You're 19 when you got married, so 19 and 19 is what? 38. 38. So you be th once you're 38, you'll be married to me more than half your life. I was thinking 18 and 18 was 36, but that was bad math. Bad math. Bad math. Bad math. Bad math. Bad, 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 bad. Much love books. <laughs> <laughs> me love me. books. Hate math. I don't hate math. Yeah. What do I hate? Science. Yeah. And my husband loves it. What do I hate? Physical education. 
was in a fo- I was in a foreign country once, and someone in the language tried to talk like an Indian to the people. It was hilarious. It was good times. That did happen. That did happen. Me. You. How. It was great. <laughs> just lost oh my gosh. Just well, we great want in a terrible way. We want you guys to join in with the newlywed game by getting um get your phone and keep notes in there or to get a piece of paper, get a marker board, get something. So what we're going to do is we're going to say whether you should ask the the husband or ask the wife the question and they're going to say the answer out loud, but the I'm okay. So I'm going to ask him a question. You know how the newlywed game works, but I'm going to break it on down for you and mess it all up for a second. So I'm going to ask him a question. While he's thinking, I'm going to write what I think he's going to say. Because it's really not looking for an accurate answer. It's really just looking for what your spouse is going to How say. Well you know your which would be very inaccurate answer. I'm awesome at this game. <laughs> yeah. And then he will say his answer out loud. And I will hold up my signboard with what I thought he was going to say. And then if your answer is, if you're playing along, are a little too crazy, you can private message us later for some <laughs> marriage counseling. No. Send us some of your funny ones, for sure. So if you want to, you can write things in the comments below about you know what your answer was, or how you would have answered it, or whatever. So. Um, if you and your spouse get all of them right, you can brag. If you get them all wrong, then you can commiserate with us. I think we'll be somewhere in the middle. I think we have tonight six questions. Three each, yep. And so what's the guess on how many we're going to match up on? I think I'm going to get three for three. One, two, three. So, we're going to go five. four. Okay, so you guessing five. You're only going to get one four. right? I'm getting three right. We'll see. You're getting three right. With what you think I'm going to write down. Yeah, I know how the game works. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about which three you're going to get right. Okay, the three that you write down, you're going to get them all right. You have a chance to guess the whole time. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to get this all wrong. <laughs> but we'll have fun oh, doing it. Oh my goodness. So here goes a round of. The not-so-newlywed so game. New, the old-lywed game. The, okay, so here's our marker board. Isn't it nice? You know, like, in the 80s, they would make those cartoons. Like, everybody would draw those things where, like, the guy, his nose, his, you should just see his eyes, and his nose was hanging over, maybe a couple fingers. Remember those cartoons? Don't you remember that? Yeah, stay there. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is going to be bad. Can you draw me with a beard? Did you draw me with headgear? No, I just drew okay. your teeth growling. <laughs> anyway, there's a little bit of Facebook Live fun. You can never take that back. Because <laughs> we're out live. in the world. All erases. So we have the camera flipped, so it's quite possible that um, all of our answers are going to be backwards. So sorry about that. Backwards. Yep. Backwards. So backwards. But. For you dyslexic, you'll love it. <laughs> we don't really like 
have the right camera set up to do this so that it's not backwards. Yeah, sorry. We have to have like uh, skills. So maybe by next week we'll have some skills and it won't be backwards. We'll have a nicer tripod. Right now we have it leaned against a vase. It's not the tripod issue. It is the tripod. If we had a tripod, we could look this way while we hit start. Oh, you can? I don't think so. Okay. So far, we're not doing very well on the oldie right. game. So let's get into these questions. <laughs> okay, so the first question, the girl is going to ask the boy. Ask him, and she writes. You okay. ready? So well, I'm going to ask you. You're going to write what you think, you but I'm going to answer. A question. Yes. What would your spouse, me, your only spouse, what would your spouse request as her last meal. So don't say anything I won't yet. say a word. Okay. What would Beth request as her last meal? Okay. What would I request? I am going to go with Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> And the answer is Bam. Outback Steakhouse. Try writing it backwards next time. I might not. No, do be not. Able to do that. <laughs> okay, so score one for score one. What Beth's team? For Beth's team, you Brian, know what we could do? You, you could hold the board up here. Yeah. And then hold a mirror up. This is getting do we have a mirror? convoluted. That'd be awesome. Do we have a mirror? One of the mirrors on a stick. So how many we get right? And how many we get wrong? All right. Well, are we just gonna do three for you and then three for me? Or are we gonna go yeah. every other? Okay. Uh, Skip. Who would you cast to play me in a movie? Got it. Um. Okay, I remember. I already know. We did not go over these answers no. beforehand, so I know when I get three for three, you guys are gonna. Uh, you ready? I am ready. Okay, who is it? Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for those of you just joining us, grab your spouse, grab a little thing to write notes on, and... We're playing the newlywed game. Play the newlywed game at home as well. Try to guess with your spouse what they're going to say. Okay. I'm two for two. So you... Give me another point. Well, there you we go. we jointly got those We right. are two for two. All right. Which of you controls the TV remote? Okay. Ready? Yep, I hope I don't lose my man card for this, but definitely she does. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love that about Skip is that he actually I can care less about the TV controller. Doesn't really care about the TV controller. And so like, now if we're watching a football guy. game or something, we just put it in the football game and it just stays there. There's no controlling anything, right? Like, yeah, I'm not a channel, not a channel server. server. No. So, like, I won't no. switch between games. When I, when I watch a game, I want to sit there and watch the game. The commercials come on, I get food or something. I'm not, I'm not a channel server. Okay, so we sure. got three, three of them for right. Three. I would say that you got those right. Let's see if I get the ones that you would guess right. All right, so now okay. we're going to ask you, how many pairs of shoes does he own? How many, you're going to guess what? how many pairs of shoes that I think I own. Okay, write your answer. So you're going to guess how many pairs of shoes you have. I'm now looking. 
I follow the rules. Don't show me your cards. How many pairs of shoes does the spouse own? All right. I'm going to guess six. Whoa. Six, and I even wrote it backwards. <laughs> Check me out. Look at you. I can't believe that we got that right. I that was a close one. No idea how many that you actually have, but I'm I think glad. It's six. I think well, I think it was six. I didn't sit there and count it. Just rough estimate. I, I rough counted in my head real, you did? real fast. Yeah. Wow. So so I did pretty great. So, so good. We get another right. point. Got a point. Talk we it are up. four out of four. Talk Next question. If your spouse could be any famous person, living or dead, who would he choose to be? Wow. <laughs> okay, so write your answer down in your thing. Living, living or, or dead. dead, who would your spouse choose to be? I'm trying to read his mind here without reading his note card. Man. I know, it's a tough one. There's no way you're gonna get this right. I think that I'll get it right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I won't. I don't know. I have an idea of who I think that you want to be. All right. You didn't write for very long, though. I wrote two names, first and last. Shh. Oh, now I know that, that it's not like... Jesus. <laughs> well, it's one, not Jesus. Madonna. That's right. It's not Cher. <laughs> it's not Madonna. <laughs> I'm going Madonna, but now... Okay. I think that you would be... Richard Branson. Richard Branson? No way. <laughs> you don't think so? Not even close. Living or dead and you think I'd go with Richard Branson? He's like all creative and he has no, his own island. Think, forget creative and island. Like think heroic. Okay, we got it wrong. Heroic. Like a hero. Okay, like okay, some... about, okay, we definitely got this wrong, but let me give four guesses to try to guess. No, what you, you get one more. No, I don't want to guess. I want to try to keep guessing. Um, living or dead, heroic. Oh, I know. I know who you put since you gave me all those clues. William Wallace. <laughs> Bam. So you would want to die. You would want to be put on the rack and torn apart. Skip wants to be the Braveheart guy. In the name of love. On the wings of so, love. We're going to put that as a wrong. wrong. You let us down, Beth. Well, you let us down by wanting the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Fine. You're allowed to want the wrong thing. I would never choose somebody with an English accent. <laughs> what do you think William Wallace had? He had a Scottish, Scottish accent. Oh. He hated the English. So different. I don't hate the English. I just wouldn't choose an English accent or a French accent. What about Russian? What, what, I might be okay what, with Russian. What about Chinese? And, uh, what about Australian? Australians, yeah, they're pretty tough. Show us, show us an Australian accent. Oh, my Australian accent, very good. Oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> There's Skip's comedy right. routine for the night. My <laughs> old, old stale accent joke that I use heard every time. Oven. Heard those jokes for 20 All right, years. and then last one is, what animal would your spouse choose to be? So I have to guess what kind of what animal, animal you would want to be. I would want to be. This might not go very well either. I think it's hard to read your mind. There's only two, and I guess the one that I definitely would be. Either a lion a or an eagle. There's a 1A and a 1B. <laughs> and so I'm guessing lion. Bam. Got it right? Got it right. Is it a lion or an eagle? A lion or an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay, so we got 
five out of six right, which means Skip won the guessing Bam. pool. Nailed it. Skip right. wins. I was thinking as we were getting ready for this game, I was thinking about, um, I used to watch the Newlywed game, and I thought it was funny like when I was a kid or whatever, teenager. And then I also used to watch the old Family Feud, like from the 70s. About Hollywood Squares. Oh yeah, I loved Hollywood Squares. But here's the thing about some of those game shows. The, um, the guy who was the host for the Family Feud, he would sit there and greet everybody with a kiss. Oh, uh, the old-fashioned one, yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking, oh, the newlywed game. He would sit there the and original. kiss them. When, but he wouldn't kiss the wives. It wasn't the newlywed game. It was the family feud. Like, he would go and see them and then kiss them on the lips, which gross to me. There was another one where the guy was real sleazy. I forget the name of it, but it was like three st or six stars. And they would, they'd be sitting off the side, there'd be three of them sitting down lower, and then a little higher area, there'd be three more. That was it, the Hollywood Squares. No, not Hollywood Squares. It was like a, yeah. and he was real sleazy, and he would like walk up and be like rubbing the, the famous actresses' necks and stuff. He'd lean down and kiss them and stuff. It was That was weird. Hollywood Squares from no. the 70s. There was I, one from the 70s and one from the 90s. Mm. <laughs> I know Hollywood Squares, and I also know that there would have been nine chairs in Hollywood Squares, and this no. one had six. Oh, there was three rows, three levels. Yes. That's nine. Correct. Right. This only had six people, and they were sitting in chairs, not in squares. Oh. Uh, I forget password? the name of it. Password? I don't know what it was. The password is... Anyway, the guy was a sleaze, speaking of old-fashioned games. If you watch some of the old-fashioned games... You game want shows, some or... guy to come up, rub your neck. I know you well, just did it to the girls. Yeah. And so weird. maybe that was what the 70s were like. Maybe everybody was like that. And they would smoke. Maybe not. Like the ashtray would be there on the so thing. So different how smoking. times changed. Yeah, it's crazy. Times have changed. Anyway. So that was the newlywed game. Yeah, you rocked it. I rocked it. You did pretty good. I... 66%. Mostly rocked it. It's an F in school, isn't it? <laughs> 66. I don't know. I never got an F in school. Well, you just got I one think today. below 60 was, an, was a failing. You got 66%, so that would have been a D minus. 70 to 60 was a D. I don't know. 80 anyway, to 70 was a C. I got an A plus. Yeah. You rocked it. I rocked it. You are now a star student. I know you. <laughs> yeah. You know my brain. I know your brain. Scary as it is. So where are we going now? I think that we should start marriage month. Marriage month. Bang. Let's do some, uh, bang, bang. some awesome newlywed game and some funny stories. We'll get right into marriage month. Yep. So tonight we're going to kick off marriage month by talking about connection and how important and powerful, not that kind of connection, <laughs> <laughs> although important, I'm talking yeah, about the emotional <laughs> connection. <laughs> which comes before other kinds. So um, that is one of the most important and powerful tools that you have to make your marriage work and to make it work well. And so that's what we wanted to talk to you about tonight. Yeah. Were you about to say something? Nope. Okay. So I feel like that every problem and every solution are all wrapped around this idea of connection. And so, um, when you are closely connected with your spouse, you actually show each other more grace and things are smoother. And when you are disconnected from each other, it's actually a whole lot easier to find fault with each other and for it to be um, rough. So 
this is because that the Bible talks about how love covers a multitude of sin. And so what that means to me is that um, it's a whole lot easier when you're in love to you know, smooth over these things that would be these irritants. So um, feeling in love, like we've read that the in love experience lasts about two years. Up to two years, as long as two years. As long as two less, years. Yeah. And so uh, most of us, our marriages make it past that. Our dating relationship Hopefully. or our marriage yeah. makes it past that. And so then you have to actually choose each other on purpose. You're choosing to connect with each right. other at that point so that you're not um, nitpicking and just kind of tallying a list of flaws and faults in your head. You know, it's very hard for me to, to care about Skip and to um, have any feelings of respect or honor for him if I'm sitting there keeping record of everything that he's done wrong or that I hate about him or whatever. Done wrong. Which would never happen, yeah. And so um, when you choose love instead, when you are... Um, when you are focusing on, okay, I'm choosing connection with you, then you're able to look past some of these things that are minor irritants. So we're not talking about like huge marriage problems or anything. We're not talking, you know, when I, we're not talking about, you know, the, the relationship breakers and stuff where you actually have extremely severe problems where way you need beyond, to go and get professional yeah, way help. needing connection so to speak you're yeah you lost that a long time ago if you get into the points of, of marriage breakers yeah you're dealing with the fallout of connection at that point right. so that you're dealing with the fruit of disconnection and so when you're dealing with the mess that you've created and that you and your spouse have created then it's a process of cleaning it up and so definitely go and get some help and get someone yeah. to counsel with you and to, to guide you with it. So but what we're talking about tonight <clears throat> is the precursor for that. Like it, you yes. can avoid a lot of that big time. If you're, if you're choosing connection with your spouse on the front end yeah. and not choosing to be holding records of wrongs and, and yeah. holding onto the irritations and doing all these things yeah. and then end up being fed some of those needs of connection elsewhere at your job or wherever. And then you end up in, in right. trouble, right? Right. Yeah. It's very important to catch it, even if it feels like, like, okay, there's nothing really that has happened. Nobody's really done anything wrong or whatever. We just aren't on the same page or we just aren't right. connecting or, you know, we don't really, you know, love each other anymore. We don't feel like that. It's, you know, we're talking mostly about feelings, about right. stuff or like, a mindset of you know I don't even know how this could get better again that's the kind of stuff that anything can be remedied with love but the kind of stuff that we're talking about is how love can impact and change your situation with that yeah. so we are going to invite you and uh, choose to be connected on purpose and so that is going to mean different things. I would like you to go ahead and analyze and think about what's your overall feeling in your marriage. Is the overall atmosphere, the overall feeling, is it connected or is it disconnected?
Or somewhere in the middle. Is it so busy yeah. that you don't really feel disconnected, but you don't really feel connected either because you're running in seven different directions and you both work and you got after school programs and sports with your kids. You know, so there, there's a whole uh, um, gamut of, of where you can be in that connected or disconnected. And we want to encourage you to protect your connection. So yeah. if it was a little seedling that you have, if you have this little uh, plant or this tree that you're trying to grow, you would make sure that you protect it. And so that's what your relationship has to have this kind of connection of protection. You need yeah. to stay focused on protecting this because even if you're busy and even if, you know, you know all these different things are happening in your life you still have a choice you're still yeah. powerful to connect on purpose with each other rather than just letting um, things get robbed from you get stolen from the fact that um, you don't even know how you got disconnected yeah. so I do think that there's two, you know a couple of options but there is getting too busy and just kind of waking up one day and realizing yeah. that you're disconnected and then I think that there is a disconnection that happens on purpose and it's not an out loud sort of thing like hey I'm disconnecting from you but it's more so that you feel scared about a certain topic yeah. or you feel scared about a certain kind of choice that your spouse makes and so you choose to protect yourself because you're not feeling protected you're not feeling safe between each other and so um, it's a fear, it's a thought, a, a fear process where you go, wow, you know, every time we talk about money, he gets freaked out and it makes me upset. I think he's going to, you know, do something drastic with the money. I feel scared. And so I would pull back that way. You would pull back and then you are choosing a disconnect based around the topic of money. So I think that can then overflow into all areas when you're choosing disconnect in one area it makes it easier or you start having fruit of disconnection and overall and so it could be money or it could be you know how you choose to spend your free time or it could be you know, whatever a right. whole host of topics how you parent or whatever and um, all of those things are are just things that you would have to overcome you would have to choose to connect in the midst of it so fear is not from God God is love so yeah. love and fear are opposites so when you're seeing something that is um, advising you and it's a fear then you have to go wait a minute that's bad advice so I don't have to protect myself from my husband and I can choose connection with him even in the midst of it all. So I want you to think, okay, what are some topics that are kind of a hot button for me? Or what is a, a scenario that when in our marriage that we're encountering and I'm pulling back or I have hurt feelings or upset feelings, you know, so think about some of those things. And this is what we're talking about. Yeah. You didn't realize before, but you were actually choosing disconnection pulling away from your spouse rather than trying to go to your spouse and try to make it work better together so you're going to have to choose love 
and that is going to include vulnerability. And so you just know that that is part of how it goes. Love always includes this vulnerability. You have to kind of, um, when you open your heart, it does make it raw. There is an opportunity yeah. for you to be hurt when you love, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad idea to love. It just means that you have to choose your safety in something other than um, the love being returned. You know, I love Skip because I love him, and then if he returns the love to me, yeah. that's fantastic. Uh, and I think that's important in, when it comes to connection is to own your part. Yeah. Like it's it's very easy to say, you know, to get in that, that banter back and forth, you know, even trying to communicate something. Like if you're trying to make steps into going into, um, into a place where you're connecting more um, versus being disconnected, it's easy to get into that, well, you're, you make me disconnect because the way you act, you do this or you do that, and now you're, you're, you're getting further away even more so because you're now arguing. Blaming. Blaming, and then now the other person is going to be defensive. Well, I don't know. I would love this way, right. this way we've always done, you know, that kind of thing. And you go back and forth, next thing you know, next thing you know you're in a fight, and you thought, well, that connection thing didn't work. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you own your part, if right. I come into this with Beth and I say, you know what, I'm going to connect with my wife because I love her. And that looks like service, serving you. It looks like, you know, worried, you know, wor not worrying, but being attentive of your needs and your wants mm -hmm. and, and doing things. And that's naturally going to bring her into a place where she can knows, she now knows she can let her guard down. Because all of a sudden she's seeing the fruit of what I'm, who I am in here, trying to connect by doing these things, by serving, by uh, making sure her needs are fulfilled, and all these different things. And all of a sudden she's like, "Well, wait a minute!" Like, and there's no even discussion in that. Now that opens up the place for discussion, because you know she's seeing that I'm not coming at her saying I feel disconnected or vice versa and that kind of thing. So right, that eliminated most of the fights in our life was when Skip decided that it takes two people to argue and so he was not going to fight back at a perceived slight and so it wasn't even necessarily that I was always trying to pick a fight although sometimes I'm sure it was <laughs> and but it was more so that uh, his nature is to pick a booger not fight <laughs> his nature <laughs> wants that's to, a good tagline oh my gosh he wants to defend I'm the himself. That, everybody. He will fight to the I'll death. Fight to the death. Like William Wallace. Like William Wallace. And so, Freedom. once he decided, okay, you know what? I am on your team, and I love you. And so, yeah. um, he would just go ahead, and I would get upset, be whatever, stressing, upset, whatever. And he would say, I'm on your team. And so, and then I would go. Okay, right. Yeah. We're on the same team. And, and, <laughs> and so instead of fighting yeah. at him, then I could go, okay, and it's a safe place for me to be vulnerable and, and right. share my feelings at that point. And once I realized, like, she, Beth is, I don't know that you've ever purposely picked a fight, honestly. But what Beth would do, which would be a perceived picking a fight to me, would stress ball out. You know, so when she would get all stressed and nervous or scared about something, all of a sudden it feels like she was coming at me. Like, you know, we're about to get on a flight with our kids and she's like, blah, 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 you don't have to look. You, you, we need this, we need that. And like, it's like she's coming at me with this stuff, like everything's my fault that she's stressed about. 
And, and I would say, like, you know, whatever. I would say, cool your jets, or why are you yelling at me? Go get it, or, you know. And then all of a sudden, the snowball just starts piling down, and we have the pre-trip snark. snark. <laughs> the pre-trip snark that we used to call it. So now we don't have that because if she starts stressing out and she's like, what about this and the passports and this and blah, and she starts ramping up, then I'll go, babe, I'm on your team. We'll make sure it gets taken care of. Write it down so we don't forget and we'll take care of it. And all of a sudden she's like, okay, but, and, and I'll just listen to her stress and I go, yep, I understand. And then, you know. Right, we, I would definitely tend to blame and point fingers out and then he would definitely want to defend himself. Yeah. And so as we've worked on that, it's gotten a lot better. Right. And, and my, I had the same issues on the, on the other side. You know, mine wouldn't be stressed about traveling and be, you know, who knows what, any... Lord only knows. Like, <laughs> Lord only knows the one someone Whatever my issue out. is when I was having my man period. Man period. You said it, not me. <laughs> she says I have a man period. I wonder if so. all men do. So, vulnerability... That is a good subject for another time. Vulnerability and the choice to be unified <laughs> are superpowers. So much, I'm sorry. I'm cracking myself up. <laughs> you just my killed brain. such an important line. I'll be quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> nope, they missed it. They missed They'll it. never know now. Go ahead. Vulnerability and the choice to be unified are a superpower. Unity is a superpower. Yeah, it is. So you being connected inside of your marriage and you being on the same team and choosing to focus on how can we love each other better for better or for worse until death do us part yeah. is where then there's uh, so much grace that comes in everything gets a whole yeah. lot easier unity is an accelerant and so and when there's unity in your marriage you're both on the same team so and when you add one person working is powerful but two people working together is like five people working you know yeah. like it just multiplies your effort and so you need to protect the unity in your marriage by choosing connection on purpose yeah I, I heard a marriage counselor once say I was listening to a podcast and he says you know the first thing I asked them is if they want to stay together you know and in most cases they they will answer yes because that's why they're there and counseling together because they decide let's try to make this work and then the next he said the next thing he'll say is well, we can work on your issues together with him or you're going to have to work on them with somebody else eventually because if you guys divorce and you get remarried, you're still going to have your issues. So, like, and, and he said it much more eloquent than I just did, but it was pretty interesting. Like, you know, we all come into these marriages with issues and then we freak out and divorce and we still have those issues and, you know, yeah. you wonder why someone's on their umpteenth marriage you know down the road is because they just went from marriage to marriage to marriage with their issues you know and then they you know marry somebody else that's bringing a whole new set of issues in and then and then you you have this so right yeah it's changing important to, the destination to own your part know your know your stuff know your part play you know be the the peacemaker the one that's choosing connection and, right. intentionally and right. and uh and, and to, to to kind of walk through that you know even in, in modern marriage most of us give our vows so death do us part you know and so we sure did yeah and we sure did <laughs> there's a 
There's been a so, few times where I told her I could arrange. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love her, but I had I to kill love her. love that you just sang Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I think that was your theme song for me for a lot of years. I'm really glad we made it through. Yes. So, when you know somebody's faults and still choose to love them anyway, that's really powerful. So, when you're choosing connection, when you're inside of a marriage, you're getting to know each other behind the scenes. Yeah. And showing them grace and showing them love anyway is very, very powerful and beautiful. We all want to be shown grace, and so you need to make sure that you are showing grace to right. someone else. You are not perfect, my little darlings. <laughs> yeah. We are not perfect. You just have to not expect your spouse to be perfect, but you be a hot mess. You know, like we're all having issues, whether your issues are the same as your spouse's, you know, whatever. But you have something that you have to deal with. Your spouse has something they have to deal with. And so choosing to make yourself better while showing grace and love to your spouse is how the the grease is between the wheels of a marriage so you guys can get yeah. along better. So connection, connection, connection. Choose to focus. Think about areas where you may have knowingly or unknowingly chosen disconnection and then choose to go, you know what? I'm going to give that another chance. I'm going to choose to connect with you. I'm going to turn my heart back towards my spouse. Yeah. And so there are things, there are hot topics where you had turned your heart away and now it's time to go, you know what? I want to make this better. You turn your heart towards your spouse and you let them know it's a safe place for them to talk to you by you being a safe place for them. You model that. If you want to have safety in you know, your situations with your spouse, make sure you're modeling it. So all of the solutions that you need come once you've chosen connection, this yeah. love, this connection. So next week we're planning on talking about communication. Wow. So we will get further into, you know, we just open the lid just a little bit about how the communication is going to work about this. So um, be thinking about connection this week. We will continue with marriage month next week and all of April we're going to do yeah, four weeks marriage. marriage month. Marriage and I think we're going to kick off a little bit of a newlywed game each week. We'll have oh, new, questions new questions every single time. So, so if you joined in late, have your whiteboard ready. Go back and, and rewatch the front of it, and you can play the newlywed game. We asked uh, three questions each, so six questions total. It'll be a lot of fun. So you and your your spouse can do the newlywed game. Yeah, and see if you guys can hang with me and Beth. See if you can get better than five got, out of six. We got five correct. out of six right tonight. That's right. Yeah, and it, the people that are watching on the replay, they can actually pause it in between and have more time to write it, yeah. it, but you still got to keep the answers snappy. Yeah, so so go ahead and do that, and if you want to put some of your answers or even your score, if you, how many out of six you got right, yeah. that'd be a lot of fun. We're totally up for some smack talk. So no cheating. We throw it down. We think that we can do better than you. We got five out of six. We think we got five out of six, and you can't beat us. Should have had six out of six if it wasn't for... If you wouldn't have chosen William Wallace... <laughs> All right, he's pretty awesome. Who'd you say? <laughs> Billionaire Sir Richard uh, Sir Branson. Richard Branson. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're asking whose bank account I choose, I might choose him. But 
You would choose money over freedom. Richard Branson like goes skydiving naked with people that are uh, not his wife and stuff. Like I would never. I know choose you to be wouldn't choose that part, but I thought that you liked. The I, mean, I think he's great. I think like I mean, his he's sort of like is... he might be Batman. He might be Batman. He's like modern Batman. That would be awesome. Sort of. He's not no. quite Iron Man. But he's just like this. No, he's not. He, well, he's like no, Batman's an innovative businessman. He man. would be more Iron Man. Yeah, but he's not like really good at all of the uh, like inventing. You know how Iron Man's like a really cool inventor guy. Yeah. And he does the work. Batman just hires Alfred to do it. He's like, Hires Alfred. Hey, Alfred, make me a new suit. Mr. Branson, if you're watching suit. this, I think you're cool. Invite us to your island with to, clothes on. With clothes on. It's please. called Necker Island. Necker. I think Necker in British talk means naked. Oh yeah. I don't know. Is anybody British? Can they tell us? <laughs> we need some of our we're, British we're friends to sign to off this video since we're talking about connection. And get a little necker. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forget that my parents tune into this sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> very embarrassing. <laughs> Skip doesn't get embarrassed very often. I love it when he does. Nope. Your face is a little red. Your suit. <laughs> Cute. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. Yes. We hope you have a wonderful week. Newlywed game next week. Six new questions. Let's see if you can stick with us. It'll oh. be lots of fun. Kyle, he knew some trivia. He said, wasn't Obama just there at Necker Island? What? Yes, he was. Dude, naked Obama? No, you don't have to be naked to go to there. It's not like a it's nudist nude colony. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a nudist colony. We can tell a quick nudist story since we're on the topic. We're going to tell a nudist story? Which, I, th which I think story? that... I've got hundreds of them. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Here's what happened. Skip was doing construction work and he... Oh, go on that one. Don't you think? Yeah, it's fine. So Skip shows up and he drives into this development. He's going to do Gated work. community, no big deal. He pulls into there. It's like walled off development. So he pulls in there. He's driving down the road and he goes, that was a naked guy on a bicycle. No. A naked guy walking down the street, and it was one of the WWE wrestlers. He was huge. And I'm thinking, this guy lost his mind. He's taking too many steroids. He's going to go He's crazy He's naked. He's going to be in jail. So then he drives past the And I go to grab my phone pool. to call 911. You drive, go past the, the public pool, and they're the sitting there pool. playing, like, naked water pool. Wait, naked, naked volleyball. And he's like... What? And I'm like, uh, oh, and my man. boss was kind of chuckling when he sent me there. They sent me to a nudist and, colony. And I didn't know why. And they were like, uh, <laughs> apparently they did a little bit of work. And they, I worked for a, a closet organizing installation company. Yeah. So I had to go there and do some work. And, and so apparently they've done a few jobs in there. And, so then he gets up to the door. That's pretty funny that you're doing closet stuff for people that are in a nudist colony because they don't have a lot to organize not in needed, their closet. Right? <laughs> All so, their towels. He shows up and they're like, would you like us to wear a robe no. while you're here? She, no, she answers the door and he's naked. Like, uh, and I'm yeah. like like trying to completely make eye contact. There's this naked woman standing in front of me. And then her husband's like walking down the stairs completely naked. And I'm like, oh Beavis and Butthead. Uh, uh, uh. And she's like, would you be more comfortable if we put on a robe? And I went, yes, I would be. And they so did. So put in the comments below if you would ever join a nudist colony or live in a nudist colony. I would not. Never. Oh, wait a minute, Kyle. We know you would. We just saw your little smiley face go by. <laughs> we know Kyle would. But if you would join a nudist colony, give us a yes, I would, or heck no. Not join the for me. Join the heck no team with us. 
Oh, Kyle says, nah, he wouldn't do it. Nah. I don't know. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you would for sure. Lies, he says. (laughs) We're spreading misinformation on the internet about our friend. Oops. Yeah. He's probably naked right now. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I just crossed the line. Sorry. He's totally not naked. We need some brain Clorox. Completely dressed. I'm sorry. I'm only wearing a t-shirt right now. (laughs) No, he's not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This went downhill fast. You see what happens when you get completely connected? Naked. Your your comedy can go because you feel safe. Like your animal brain takes over. Anyway. Primal. All right. Let's end this quick. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Okay. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This has been the Shape Your Family podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. There are lots of ways you can connect with us online. Go to shapeyourfamily.com where you'll find helpful tips and links to our social media. Remember, your family life is important and what you do each day matters. When you shape your family, you shape the world.